Welcome to Music Journeys. I'm Mike Foley. What a special show for you with not one, but two musical legends, Janice Ian and Tom Rush. They have a concert coming up in Columbus, May 18th at the Southern Theater. Just ahead on Music Journeys, Ian will reflect on her career and explain why she expects her latest album and the current tour to be her last. Now, Rush spoke with Music Journeys back in 2018 before it became a podcast and radio show, so you'll hear all about his love of music and why he still loves performing. And a special programming note regarding Rush, he'll perform live from Studio A here at WCBE Wednesday, May 18th during the Global Village. At this point, it's scheduled during the 1 o'clock hour Wednesday afternoon, May 18th, ahead of that concert. And finally, we'll wrap up Music Journeys with the fastest fast five in this program's history with Janice Ian. She had several interviews the day we spoke and had to go, but... With about 60 seconds left, 60 seconds, we managed to get in a fast five. Janice Ian and Tom Rush are featured guests on this edition of Music Journeys. Thanks for listening. Hi, this is Janice Ian, and you are listening to My Music Journey on WCBE. All the best. See these lines on my face. They're a map of where I've been And the deeper they are traced The deeper life has settled in How do we survive Living out our lives And I would not trade a line Make it smooth and fine Or pretend that time stands still I want to rest my soul Here where it can grow without fear Another line, another year I'm still standing here Janice Ian has been writing and recording music since her early teenage years. As the title track of her latest and likely final release suggests, she's still standing, but with a heightened sense of love and gratitude. I think it says on the inside cover, it's a love song, ultimately. As cliched as that sounds, once it was put together and I started looking at them, I realized it was a love song. I think something like I'm Still Standing is a love song to everyone who has ever felt like The world has beaten them down, whether through age or circumstance, and has stood back up. Everything on the album, to me, expresses gratitude. And I think that's something that is very difficult to reach when you're young, but now that I've hit 71, is a lot easier to understand and to express. Pretend it's all a dream And one day you'll wake inside To be somewhere in between Where you left and you arrived And you know the dreams come true Cause it's happening to you Like a red bird finds the spring You will find your season too Cause there's a secret 
place inside And it's a place you just can't hide If this whole wide world would only see They'd know you try to be Perfect little girl as a toddler, Ian's love of music came from hearing her father play the piano. Her family became part of the civil rights movement and had a different residence every couple years. But it was good in a way because I really learned to deal with all sorts of different people and all sorts of different circumstances. We wound up in New York when I was about 14. I was already writing songs and singing. I got a couple of opportunities and lucked in a couple of times and went from there. And when did you make the decision and kind of what inspired you to take that love and, and say, I want to make a career, I want to record, I want to perform? Oh, I think the, the day that I realized you could actually do that. <laughs> I was about 10 and I picked up a guitar and I got a Joan Baez record and I was already listening to Odetta. And I suddenly realized that you could do that rather than my original plan, which was to be a veterinarian and then do music on the side and be a lifeguard in the summers. And uh, from there, it just never changed. I mean, that's all I ever wanted to do. I think I'm very lucky that I get to do something that I love doing and that I've always loved doing and actually earn a living at it. I'm, you know, most of us would do this even if people didn't pay us for it. I think that's the great trade secret that we don't want anyone to find out. Well, we're sort of the lucky ones, uh, the benefit and of listening to what you create. So thank you for that. Oh, um, thank you. You're very welcome. Ian's self-titled debut album in 1967 begins with this song. For lack of a better way to ask it, how do you write a song like Society's Child at such a young age? Oh, good gosh. If I knew that, I would patent it, sell it, and make my fortune. I don't know. I think it's one of the reasons that a lot of artists are humble. You know that you were born with this amazing amount of talent, and you were lucky to be born with it, and you didn't do anything. So as hard as we work, and uh, artists all work really hard, all the artists I know anyway, we also are aware that we were born with talent. It's the talent that lets a 14-year-old write a society's child. It's encouraging because I think we have made a lot of changes, especially with social media. Much as I don't like it, social media and the internet and cell phones have made us able, for instance, to document cases where people are abusing other people. On the other hand, it's also just as powerful a force for encouraging it, which is really unfortunate. So we've made a lot of strides. I mean, I, I can be married to my wife now. Nobody can take our children away if we had young children and say that it's because we're unfit parents because we're gay. So those are all steps forward. 
reflects on 1975's At 17, it's the honest, universal tone that makes it resonate today. It hits all the marks that you hope to hit when you're writing a song. Uh, it, it cuts through race and gender and sexuality and culture, nationality, language. It cuts through everything. It, it's a great song. And I say that as a writer who wrote it, what, 45 years ago? Uh, and I'm very removed from it now as the creator of it. It's a wonderful, wonderful song. It makes people feel safe. It gives them a voice when they can't say those things. It does its job. If ever you are lonely, I will always be right here. And if you need me, There's a line in uh, Wherever Good Dreams Go, you say something like, uh, you know, and if you need me, you can wish upon a star because I will always hear your prayers in my heart. Your prayers in my heart. Uh, Janice, what if we as listeners and lovers of music need you sometime, uh, you know, down the road? I mean, I'm, I'm hearing this is the last one, last tour. Isn't it great that we have albums? Isn't it great that we have videos? It's, it's an unmapped territory for people like myself or Joan Baez because we've never had the ability to see artists performing and hear them performing decades later. That's only in these last hundred years. And with video, within my lifetime and yours. So a a goodbye is more of a a light to me. Um, Certainly, 
I have no plans on going anywhere. You know, I'm I'm not ill, fortunately. But I want time to live my life. And I can't do that when I'm on the road. And I can't do that when I'm in the middle of making a record. It all starts with the song, as you know, Mike. It starts with the writing. And for me, once the writing is done, everything else becomes ancillary. I would like I would like the opportunity these last years of my life to be a writer and not worry about the rest. I'm selling my catalog. I've donated my archives. I'm cleaning out my house and basically turning into a writer. What kind of writing do you hope to do? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. I don't know. I mean, my first goal is just to relax long enough to get a little bored. And that will start, I suppose, next June when I'm when everything is tied up in terms of business and I'm finished and I'm done with Europe. In the blink of night All that's left is the past And the memories fade Till there's silence at last But the song will It's the light at the end of the line There's a light at the end of the line Ian refers to this final release and tour as more of rewiring rather than retiring. The title track honors the relationship she's established with listeners. There are people who've stuck by me since the 60s. And there are people who've watched me grow up as a writer, as a singer, as a performer. There are people who heard at 17 when they were nine who have stuck by me. I have a real sense of kinship and gratitude with those people. They've been very good to me. And I just have to go to my Facebook page. I mean, as ludicrous as it sounds, for someone like me at my age, after all these years, to have half a million dedicated followers, that's unbelievable. So there's a debt of gratitude, as I said, that I feel is owed to them. And it's not owed in the sense that I should continue performing because that's not what I do ultimately, but it should be acknowledged. And this album is a way of acknowledging it. You mentioned 50 plus years. I mean, that's remarkable for anything, but really for the music <laughs> business, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, I'm tired. Yeah. What, what, <laughs> what life lessons and music lessons do you think you've learned over that time that might you know, help the rest of us? Oh, gosh. At different ages, you need such different things. If I could talk to my younger self now, I would tell her to trust her talent and not listen to the record companies or the managers or everybody, but that's next to impossible at that age. If I were to talk to myself in my 30s, I would tell myself that it would be okay, that I would meet Pat one day and I would have 34 years later, I would think I would still rather be with you than anybody on earth. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe a little perspective. I think in some ways... Um, we've lost our perspective in this country on what it takes to make a community work and what it takes to make a country work. So, I, you know, I, I'd improve the educational system. I would go back to teaching 
civics in the classroom and civility. And uh, I would tell people to just, as my friend Frank Turner says, be more kind. Kind and have that attitude of gratitude, right? An attitude of gratitude. There you go. There's a song in that. (laughs) What can we expect for that Columbus show? So Columbus is pretty cool because I'm working with Tom Rush. And I have worked with Tom Rush since the early 70s. I found the other day a Carnegie Hall program where I opened for Tom Rush. And I remember it was a huge deal because he's an incredible writer and singer and performer. And I had a mad crush on him. And um, this tour, I'm getting to work with a few people like Tom Rush and um, Tom Chapin and Liv Taylor that I've worked with literally since I was a kid. So that's going to be a special show because I believe it's the first one we're doing together. Now at around this point in the chat, Ian told me she had about 60 seconds left. 60 seconds! As you would expect, a ton of interviews on her schedule that day. I immediately thought of the Fast Five, even though I know that's impossible to do in 60 seconds. But you've told me you enjoy it, so that's the direction I went, and it is the fastest five we've ever had. But before we get to that, you heard Ian express her enthusiasm for a chance to play again with Tom Rush. Rush joined Music Journeys after releasing an album for the first time in a while back in 2018. Hi, I'm Tom Rush. I've been uh, playing and recording for, I guess it's 56 years now, hard to believe, but it's what the calendar says. And this is my music journey. Appreciating how the moon does shine Sitting and listening to some old John Prine My baby loves me Oh, life is fine The fish are biting and the beer is cold The night is young and the bourbon's old My baby loves me Oh, life is gold Life is more than fine these days for longtime musician Tom Rush. But if not for an entertaining relative, he may have taken another path. <laughs> My earliest memories actually are kind of negative. I was forced to take piano lessons for years and years, which was a terrible experience for everyone involved, for me, for the teacher. Innocent bystanders were harmed. And it was <laughs> it was grim. But I had an older cousin. He was my dad's age, but he was my cousin. His name was Bo Beals. And he played the ukulele. And he was a lot of fun. <laughs> this guy could take a lit cigarette, flip it back into his mouth, dive into the swimming pool, and blow smoke bubbles from underwater. When you're 10 years old, that's huge. And he played ukulele. And he taught me how to play a bunch of old silly songs that were great. And that was when I decided that music could be fun. Rush has been credited with helping to shape the nation's folk music revival in the 1960s. Voices marks his first recorded material in nearly a decade. It also represents the first time he wrote most of the songs, 10 of the 12 to be exact. But even he has a hard time explaining where they came from. The other two are traditional songs because I didn't want to compromise my folk singer credentials. I've always done maybe one or two of my own and the rest by other people. Songs that aren't well known, writers that aren't well known, but mainly other people's stuff. Uh, So this one, I don't know where the songs came from. They just uh, started, songs started popping out in out of nowhere. And at some point I said, wait a minute, I got enough songs to do an album. And so we did. There are voices at the ocean's edge. Voices in the foam, singing songs of high adventure. 
singing songs of going home. There are voices in the stillness, voices in the storm, voices in the dying sun and the day that's being born. And if you listen, you can hear them. You can hear them if you're still. They have always sung for you, and they always will. The song that I named the album after, Voices, is one that people seem to respond to very positively. It's a kind of a contemplative thing, basically saying there's there's a lot going on that we miss because we're just not paying attention. And then there's one I wrote for my bride, another quiet song called Far Away. I still can see the smile that won my heart Through sunny times and stormy times The years they've rolled and flowed And if I have my way, we'll never part The blossom is such beauty But the blooming is too brief Cause beauty is a treasure Time's a thief Yesterday steals tomorrow, tomorrow steals today So come my love, come let's steal away Oh, far away, far away Tell my troubles I'm not home today Just lie here in my arms and we'll sing another song We've gone so far away. But I don't like to tell people what songs mean because you you write the song and then somebody else listens to it. Each person that listens to to a song brings their own experience to it, their own background, their own predilections, and so it's kind of a team effort between the writer and the listener. I don't think it's appropriate for the writer or the musician to tell you what the song is supposed to mean. It means whatever resonates with you and your particular circumstance. Turn up the music and turn down the lights. Telling your boy she's gonna dance all night. Play it loud, drive it fast. If the brakes don't work, just hit the gas. How can't you dance like that? Still have the heart of an angel. How can't you dance like that? Still have the soul of a girl. And when she turn up the heat, you can feel the sizzle. And if she asks me, boys, you know I try to give her the world. Go on now. Variety is probably the best descriptor of Russia's latest collection of songs. And after more than five decades in music, he still enjoys performing. It's fun with a capital F. And getting up on stage and, and sharing songs that you really love is a terrific experience. And I still love doing shows. The traveling gets a little harder all the time, partly because of Homeland Security and partly just because I'm not 23 anymore. But I love the, the time I get to spend on stage. I look at the shows as being, you know, kind of a vacation for people, a little bit of an oasis. So I hope they go away feeling refreshed and energized and, uh, and happy. Rush says he's never tried to control the direction the music takes, so he'll continue to write and record as the songs come to him. He's in the process of writing a couple books and even delving into art by creating sculptures. He sure crafted some good songs on voices. My best girl, she's big and round. 
Got a snake tattooed on a good right arm And sometimes in the night We'll go dancing My best girl Tom Rush from 2018 in the early stages of Music Journeys. And a reminder that Tom Rush will perform live from Studio A here at WCBE May 18th, ahead of the show with Janice Ian that evening. Be sure and tune in for that live session Wednesday afternoon on the Global Village, and it's scheduled during the 1 o'clock hour. Now, that Rush chat with Music Journeys came before we added the listener favorite segment called the Fast Five. And we did somehow manage to get in a Fast Five with Janice Ian in the 60 seconds we had left in the interview because of her busy schedule. It's the fastest Fast Five we've ever had, but it's a good one. Here we go. Okay, first song you can remember hearing that you loved. Claire de Lune, WC. How about the song that makes you feel the most nostalgic or reflective, sparks memories? The Do Run Run. Uh, how about the go-to yeah. song for dancing, or a tune you hear and you just can't sit still when you hear it? Oh, the Bee Gees, Staying Alive. Wonderful. A song that makes you feel like working out or motivates you to do something that you don't feel like doing at the time. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing. Nothing? Uh, Oh, come on. All right, last one. No, nothing. A song that lifts you up when you're feeling down. Oh, gosh, that's really hard. When I'm feeling down, I tend to go to Billie Holiday's catalog and listen to her old records. Lonely wind cries out my name. Sad as haunted music in the rain. It's born of grief and born of woe. But I hear it call, and I've got to go. Because, as she said, they may appear depressing on the outside, but there's hope. 
Janice Ian, so wonderful to chat with you. I so greatly appreciate it. Thank you for enriching my life and others with your music. Ah, oh, Mike, thank you very much. I'm sorry it had to be so brief. I've enjoyed this. Bye-bye. What a musical treasure. Again, Janice Ian featuring special guest Tom Rush, May 18th at the Southern Theater. And a reminder that Tom Rush performs live from Studio A that afternoon on the Global Village, scheduled for the 1 o'clock hour. Set a reminder for yourself on the calendar for that one. Also invite you to check in with Music Journeys. Always appreciate your feedback. Find links to the Music Journeys Facebook page, Twitter, Instagram, and additional episodes of Music Journeys. It's all in the podcast experience at wcbe.org. I'm Mike Foley. Talk to you again on the next Music Journey. (laughs) 